0: At Speedway, no thirst goes unquenched, and that includes yours. Right now, any size Speedy Freeze or Fountain Drink is only 99 cents. Find your nearest Speedway at speedway.com slash locations. Speedway. Summer happens here. Excludes maximum Speedy Freeze or Fountain Drink.
1: Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb TV. IMDb TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available.
2: Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.comslash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. Alrighty then, Ed Gain Part 2. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am pretty excited that I'm finally done with this story. This entire case gave me the heebie jeebies, and now I feel like I can finally get all those face masks out of my head. Anyways, sit back, relax, pick up those still attached legs you have, and follow me back to Crazy Old Ed's farmhouse one final time.
3: Hmm. Welcome to part two of our Ed Gain story. Ed Gain, your favorite true crime podcast, <laughs> talk murder to me. Featuring our very special guest, Rebecca. Thank you, thank you. Welcome home.
1: Welcome. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bex, tell us what you think about Ed
4: Game Part 1. You know, I thought it was really interesting. I'm not going to lie. The best part was the reactions <laughs> from um, the decapitated woman. that hung um, up like the, a heifer? The warden <laughs> or Miss Warden. I don't know, but it was really funny. And I actually got really into it. Since being in the medical field, I knew exactly like all the anatomy you were talking about. And sometimes we do things like that in surgery, like for um, cancer. Like we take... do, well, we do vulvectomies, like removing oh. the vulva for cancers and stuff. Oh. So,
2: <laughs> Jen, you drive a vulva, don't you?
1: Baby, you made that joke <laughs> last time. You know what is
4: funny though. So my dad that pronounces me. Volvo, volval, and when I was growing up, my mom would be like, you, Todd, you don't drive a vagina.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's
4: actually really funny you said that.
1: <laughs> um, did you want to play the Google voice messages?
2: Oh, yeah. So we got some, we got some Google voice massages. Wait, what? Yeah, so for you tacos primos or small tacos, we got a Google voicemail, and sometimes people leave us a voice messages.
5: Hey, guys, it's Sarah from Portland. Hey, Sarah. I listened to the part two episode, the psycho episode with all my lovely Portland streets and cities nearby <laughs> that John pronounced for me, which I absolutely loved and John, I'm so sorry, but you just botched so many of those. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Which is, yes. it, it's not a surprise. It's okay. Like many people would. And you right. stick out the source of yeah, that you right. aren't No, so
1: she mentioned like that a lot of people so get them. wrong. Oh, I, I thought she was, was digging it, John. Pronunciations.
5: pronunciations. <laughs> wow, if I can speak. <laughs> so the problem pronunciations for those words in oh, yeah. order that John did them She's going to do them in order. Glee-
2: so she'll do them in order, and then we can all repeat after her. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Gleason. 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 Cooch. Coo- Coo- Cooch. Oh, hey. You couch? Hey, hey. I said couch last time. It was
1: spelled like couch. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that how it's spelled? C-O-U-C-H. Yeah. Couch. yeah. yeah. Cooch. Okay. Coochie. Coochie. Coochie, Coochie mama.
5: Coochie, yeah. madras. 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 Oh, I
4: knew that one. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, it's, I, a, it's a type of pants. I said yeah, that
5: too, it's madras. A,
3: it's a pattern. You said
5: madras. I know I got that one right. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha,
1: aloha. 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 <laughs> I, I knew she put that in there for a reason. Aloha it couldn't have been aloha, that Aloha,
2: that's what they say in Hawaii. Yes, Hawaii, but this I is a
1: street you... in Portland. Yeah, and it's also, Jen's Right, called... we learned it's Hawaii.
2: It's not Hawaii. That's how. No, Chinese no it's Hawaii. Learn
1: this. It's Hawaii. <laughs> and it, with that little <laughs> clap <clapping>, and <"hating."> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii. Chinese no MSG.
5: Oh my God! No. 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 All right. What else does she Uh, say? Okay. Shit. Lebanon. 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 Like
3: like New Hampshire. It's like Lebanon. Saying it wrong. Lebanon. Lebanon. A G. Listen to what she says.
2: (laughs) She said Lebanon. Yeah. What is Lebanon?
1: No. (laughs) That's a country. (laughs) But when we're supposed to be repeating it after and saying what she says, you're not saying Lebanon.
5: Lebanon. Willamette. Willamette. Willamette.
1: Willamette. What? I thought it was Willamette. Yeah, I
5: thought it was Willamette. It's like too.
1: Willamette? I'm done. Oh. <laughs> is there a town in Wisconsin that's called Willamette or something?
5: The, Dals. the, Dals. Dals. Dals.
2: the D-A-L-L-E-S. Dalles. The Dows. That was the Dallas. D A L L E S.
5: The Dalls? Final 2 were Flavel. Flavel. I said Flavel. I like Flavel better. Yeah, no offense. Too. It sounds like flagel and ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. It is the street that I actually grew up on?
4: Oh. And
5: Widler. Weidler. Weidler. So you got a couple of those right in the beginning. You were a great voice. were just voice. not on at all. <laughs> Very smooth. It made my day to hear you like pronounce them. So you guys are amazing. The podcast episode was great. And I hope you enjoy these proper pronunciations. <laughs> and if you guys ever come to Portland, you guys will know how to say them all. Oh, so oh have I'm, a great day. I'm going
4: to Portland soon. Yes, we are. Oh, go. oh We're ish. coming
2: to Flavel Street. Oh my gosh, let's go. Flavel. Flavel. Flagyl. Okay, here's the next voicemail.
6: Tonight, I talk murder. <laughs> yes! John, Jen, and Nicole. Alan, I finally got the number uh, <laughs> off the email. The one that's on Facebook isn't correct. Oh, this is Alan. Um, I don't know if that's my purpose Fuck it, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Tony. From, gotta say, right off the bat, Jen, what's the difference between a fly and a bird? A bird can fly, but a fly can't bird. Heard the dad joke? Saying, <laughs> yes. Dad joke and all that. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> what? Ironic bit of information here on the bullwhip. That, that crack oh, through the tip of a bull, the tip of the whip breaking through the sound barrier. But so oh. damn loud I happen to those because I actually have a 15 foot bullwhip. Yeah. You should oh, make out. You yeah, a You would have a bullwhip. Dangerous whip. As shit. You can cut the crap out Masochist. of your face. Um, <laughs> don't know that from personal experience. But cut
1: the crap out of what? That's what your I've been face. Told.
6: Um, oh. Other than that, just listening through everything, happy as hell you guys are getting Ed Gein and my kind of fucked up here in the Midwest. Yes. About, uh, how twisted and messed up we all are because we like to live where the wind hurts our face. Um, uh, glad you guys here. True. you I got like made out guy. of the hurricane and um, everything nothing bad happened to you guys. Just want to leave you guys a message saying keep doing what you're doing. I'm still loving every minute of
1: it. Oh, thanks, uh, Alan! Alan. Yeah. We missed you, Alan. Yeah,
2: I recognize that voice immediately. He he was um he helped me out or he helped us out on a lot of quite a few Bonnie and the The Vegas Vegas one. He's a gun expert. Yeah. So what are we drinking tonight? You guys have no idea because I picked it out. I wanted some lighter
1: fluid. Yeah. I I wanted Um, some
2: sipping brandy. You know, because I'm getting older now. I just want to like lay in the chair and just and pretend
1: you like brandy. Well, it's Jen so, put it, it together. Actually, oh,
2: wow. That's really good. Thank you. It's really sweet.
1: Yeah. Tell us what ingredients John gave you, Jen. Uh, cognac, sugar, t- uh, three ounces
3: of cognac, a teaspoon of sugar, four dashes of bitters, and a splash of seltzer water with an orange peel wheel and two maraschino cherries. However, we didn't have any garnishes. So and we ran out of cognac. So I mixed um, some blackberry brandy and the what we had left of the Hennessy, and oh, work
1: that worked out well for yeah. the cherry thing. That was good, yeah. good yeah. improvisation.
3: So yes. I got to give credit for Beck to Bex for that because I was like, what are we gonna do with this cognac? And I don't have enough for four drinks.
2: I got the idea from for this drink. I pulled it off someone's bourbon loving site. I guess he's a mm-hmm. blogger of bourbon or whatever. Whatever this is. And also, an article from The Guardian also helped me pick this out. You do love The Guardian. I do. Tonight, we are drinking the Armchair Mm Sommelier. So, I I need to make a distinction here. Um, Armchair, in what we're drinking, is actually uh, two words. And The uh, Guardian article from London sums it up by saying, uh, quote, suffice to say that gains." Ed Gaines' armchairs were real armchairs. (laughs) Oh, dear.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So he was sitting on people. You know
4: what, though? It could be kind of comforting. You know, like, what if the fingers and hands were still intact? Like, you could just be sitting in the chair and holding his hand.
1: (laughs) It's, Um, like, wrapped around you. I know. It's like a a boyfriend pillow, except not. Exactly, but
2: real. We are drinking arm space. Cheers! Oh.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's How funny.
2: does that make you feel?
1: I feel like I should just drink the whole
3: thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I never really uh, understood the sipping of alcohol. Like when people get, like, oh. scotch on the rocks. Oh, you're going to want to chug it in a oh. second. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> She's already drunk.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you I forgot should. the words halfway All right, through. you guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
1: Oh. oh, I know what that is. Gross. Sorry, you what guys. Cranberry vodka.
2: Yes, we're gonna start this episode with some gainers, <laughs> <laughs> which is around the time of this whole thing in this in the fifties, late fifties and sixties. All the neighborhood kids came up with this thing called the gainers, which is like dirty jokes based on that Gain. <laughs> oh, so I'm gonna say one, and then uh, and then we'll take a shot. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys tell me the answer. Ooh. Why did they have to keep the heat on in Ed Gains' house?
4: Oh, oh, because um cold preserves dead bodies, so they had to keep it hot.
2: The know. answer so the furniture wouldn't get goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was funny.
2: <laughs> Here's another one for you.
4: We don't have any more shots.
2: Why won't anyone play cards with Ed Gain? Because he has so many hands. Close. Because he might come up with a good hand. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Oh, shit. Let me see. Why did Ed Gain's girlfriend stop going out with him?
4: Oh, that could go so many
2: different directions. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was too much of a (laughs) cut-up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. That's like old 50s word, Cut up.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on Full House, cut it out. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I also want to start this episode with a quote from one of our favorite killers. If you want to go ahead and read this special guest.
1: I
4: came out of my mother, and in a rage, I went right back in. <laughs> Ed Kemper. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, That's quite the visual. So
2: that Ed Kemper, um, he really hated his mother. If you guys remember, um, he, so he basically took off her head, put it on his mantle, threw darts at it, yelled at it for about two hours, and then had intercourse with it.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot, oh, about, I that forgot part about that. I forgot about that. Hardcore mommy oh, blocked, issues. Block that one out of my memory. <laughs> the reason
2: I'm putting that up there is because it's such an interesting. Uh, Parallel between the two killers. You got Ed Gain. But I feel... Loved his mother. Obsessed. I remember
1: feeling very... So I'm I felt more sympathetic towards... Kemper? Ed Kemper. What? Yeah. Because I remember thinking like feeling bad for okay, him. Okay, okay. That,
2: that, that's a good point. That I don't really feel bad
1: so far for him. Not
2: yet. Again. But the the, yet. the point of this episode is... ...to make you like this guy. In fact, Team John tonight is not to say that he shouldn't have be locked in a cage. It's to say that it wasn't his fault.
1: Bullshit.
2: I know. Not, it wasn't his fault, like... He didn't kill those people,
1: but he was a product of of his environment.
2: Yeah, and at the end of the day, he should be in a mental institution and not in a prison. But
1: everybody, I'm probably not going to support that decision. That's
2: Team John for tonight. This is not.
1: I will support
4: that.
2: That's Team John for tonight.
4: On a side note, though, you guys, the correlations of Ed and Ed. Beware, ladies! Don't date an Edward. Oh
2: shit! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you're welcome. And Ted. Yeah. <laughs> it rhymes with bed. And Fred. Fred Durst, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. That nookie, give me that nookie. How's it oh, sound? Okay. <laughs>
1: Fred Durst, oh, kid okay. nookie. Okay. I oh. thought you were going to go with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I know. I know. Fred
2: Durst, man. Limp Biscuit.
1: All I can think of, all I know about Fred Durst is that part when he's in the Eminem song and I he talks about part. who had sex with Britney first. Oh, uh, yeah. that was right. some controversy right there.
4: Yeah.
2: So tonight we are talking about what is in Ed Gaines' house. Who? Now his house is burned down quickly after. Now it's funny, I was reading, once this all happened, they were like frat fraternity, fraternity Guys, trying to sneak parties into Ed Gaines' house and have like beer fest.
1: (laughs) That'd be epic. Actually, if I was in college, I would
2: totally. Yeah, I wonder if Tony was in one of those. Um, Now, again, we're reading from the same book, Deviant. So, and I'm going to show you guys some pictures. Weber told the journalist that much of Eddie's, you know, same Eddie's macabre collection had been already transferred to crime the crime lab truck. There he had seen 10 women's heads, some with eyes and some without. A few of the heads were complete with skulls, others were merely skin. The heads, some of which had been found behind chairs and other pieces of furniture, were in a very good state of preservation. Weber had also asked Ed about that, and Eddie had replied that he had cured the heads in brine. Very smart guy. In Ed Gaines' house, they found some skull caps that he used as bowls, some cereal bowls.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Shit.
2: Look, these ones are fused together.
3: I will never see Halloween accessories the same
4: way again. No, we have those at the
1: hospital. He fused two skulls together? How? It looks pretty seamless. Oh, the mandible.
2: Yeah. He's pretty crafty. Now, they actually... And th- he would eat cereal out of these bowls. And I'm going to show you um, a spoon.
4: No, no he's, he had to do, like, some more construction with it. Yeah, because To, to create there, a bottom? Yeah, because there's holes in your skull.
2: Yeah, he probably just put plaster in it.
4: Oh, that's
2: you know? true. Have you guys ever seen this video? It's a It was a VHS tape that was shared around. No, no one knows who the guy is. No one knows who the guy is that is on the video. Weird, really weird dude. The video is entitled Grave Robbing for Morons. Has anybody seen that? <laughs> no. Okay, I have no. it on YouTube? I found it, yeah. It <laughs> is it's all it always gets taken down, but I have it. I'll show it to you. But anyway, it's this these two kids. Well, one, the main kid, and I'm gonna show you. But he's basically giving you an instructional of how to rob graves. And he has a skull, like a human skull. And he talks about how to peel the skin mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's Ew. like an instructional video. But there was this whole scandal about it because no one knew who the kid was. And the police were looking for him. And nobody has ever figured out Do who this kid was. Do they show his face? Was. Yeah, he shows his face and everything.
4: And the police couldn't figure out who no, was? No, they can't
2: figure it out. This was like in the early but, 90s. VHS, wow. yeah. 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 Really early 90s. Anyway, I'll show it to you. It's pretty, pretty crazy.
1: So did he have multiple sets of these bowls as well? Oh, yeah.
2: He had candles and everything. I'll show you some (laughs) candle. um, He had a lot of skulls.
1: And not all of these are victims. They are people whose graves he robbed.
2: Okay, so last Mm -hmm. time, if you you remember the first episode, you said you mentioned Ed Gain as a serial killer. And I said Mm -hmm. I never said he was a serial killer. In fact, Ed Gain never qualifies as a serial killer. He's only killed two people in his life.
3: Oh, two
2: people.
1: Really? Confirmed? Yes.
2: Confirmed, yeah. So the rest, which we're going to talk about a lot, we're going to dig way deep. Oh, that oh, was funny. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Six feet grave, under. Hey, hey. Grave <laughs> victims. Yeah. So a lot of the, most of these skull candles and stuff are, you know, bodies that have been buried. Hmm. Um, so last time I told you, uh, Ed Gein would he would collect these obituaries obituaries from the <laughs> local newspapers and I'll get I was going to get to this later but they actually found a death list in his house. Oh nice. It's basically a list that he was keeping of all of his neighbors, the farmers, all, their wives. Now they were still alive, but he was keeping a list of them so mm-hmm. when they died, he could go grab them. He was like picking out which ones he wanted the list showed like all these names so think about it. you're a farmer and then they find this list with your wife's name on it he's just waiting for her to die
4: they were all females <laughs>
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy anyway um now he got the idea for the skull caps from reading about it because he read all these weird magazines like all headhunters from south the South Sea and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was reading about, uh, quote, old Norwegian style of drinking mead, which is kind of like what we're drinking, <laughs> <laughs> from human skulls. All right. That's something you'd see on, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. They found a lot of these in his house. And I'm putting these pictures on TalkMorror.com. This is, if you see that bottom picture there, Jen,
3: no.
4: <laughs>
2: Can you not see that? Here, let me blow it up for you.
4: No. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> that's.
4: <laughs> oh, it kind of resembles my grandpa.
2: Oh my god, that's so bad.
4: No, but it does.
2: That's gonna give you fucking nightmares. That's yeah, a that real and face. Carrie. The yeah. last, the very ending of Candor- oh.
4: Carrie last night. Okay, oh, in the gymnasium. Okay, let me no, just not tell in the you, gymnasium. Taco Supremos. <laughs> this girl scared the ever everliving shit out of me. Not the movie. What happened? Jen did. Okay, so this is what happened. The very end of the movie, how the only survivor from Mm -hmm. like the senior prom she died. Or, like, sorry, she was alive. Everyone else died. But she had PTSD. Right, she had PTSD. She had this dream that she went to Carrie's burned down house and there was a huge cross, and she went to deliver flowers, and out of nowhere, Carrie's arm comes out of the like the ground and grabs her. But it wasn't until like a solid 10 seconds after the arm shot up that Jen just goes, Rah! and almost kicked me. I did me. not sound like that. Nicole, confirm. Um, It was like a, Rah!
5: oh, actually, that's
4: much better. Yeah. I will say, though, those candle holders, yeah, dude. the best part about I this really is- these. They sell those around Halloween, but, yeah, but these obviously are they're well. <laughs> obviously they're fake skulls, but that's the thing that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around because I he mean, you could have yes, just bought plastic ones, man. like the, like those are real like, okay, I get that, but it's kind of cool. You
2: have a whole supermarket in the graveyard. But (laughs) those are like Dollar Tree. There's a whole party city out there. Holy shit. Look, It looks like they're lit. I wonder if the detectives lit them before he
1: took a picture. (laughs) Right. They look lit.
2: They are. I think he took a picture. I think he lit them. These are the actual skulls. Oh my gosh, he put the skulls on the bedpost.
1: (laughs) decoration <laughs> oh okay yeah. um how many graves did he like how many skulls did they find i th- mean obviously found, there are other bones
2: yeah all right that's a good question this is from the uh, time standard dated november 18th 1957 if you can read this sub headline right there
1: 10 human skulls founded home of wisconsin man cannibalism suspected huh all right so, so wait did he eat them Ooh, those were old uh, no. <laughs> those Wait, were expired.
4: I, I, I but he was keeping a list waiting to, for people to die.
2: I've got to show support for Mr. Gein. That he has did me. never said He <laughs> never claimed that he ate any of the parts. He may have tasted a little bit, but that's
1: different. Whoa. Oh, okay.
2: No. Now that uh, ain't okay. Uh-uh. A search of Gaines' littered home. This from the article. A search of Gaines' littered home turned up five more skulls hidden in boxes, including the head of Miss Warden. Mm. Okay, so ten skulls have been found altogether. The thing about Ed Gaines, he's really misunderstood. He's actually a really fantastic interior designer. So this is a chair that he made. F-
4: oh, that was oh. nothing like I expected. Oh. I'm actually really let down.
2: What do you mean?
4: I mean, oh, that
2: like, is human skin, though. It's skin. It's a skin chair. You see the face? It looks like oh, he... <laughs> oh <my God!
4: laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, okay, because look, when you turn the Holy light shit. on, the eyes and nose yeah. and stuff get projected okay. on the wall. That's I didn't mean amazing. to show you that
2: just yet. The, oh, what you're seeing my now God. is a lamp that oh, was that's made.
4: Amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see the face? Oh, that
4: oh shit! Is gross. Can you imagine that getting projected on your wall? Now I am.
1: I love it.
2: This is better than the leg lamp from uh, A Christmas Story.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It's like a 100%. (laughs) It looks like he was struggling a little bit sewing that together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting uh, some pictures on Talk Murder. So Ed Gain had a chair. He had actually four chairs in total that looked like this. This was one of them. Four in total, yeah. So it's basically human skin on the top. You know, he cures it with brine. And then if if you see the bottom, it's got that cushion because it's the human fat that provides a good, nice, plump cushion, and you can see it coming out here.
4: Which is stupid as shit because that fat disintegrates without blood supply, so it would be Um, really uncomfortable. So if
3: I cut off circulation to my stomach, I would lose weight?
2: Ed Game was a fantastic interior designer, but he also had other talents as well. For instance— he was a pretty good fashion designer. So this is a uh, a belt that he made, and now this is human nipples. <gasps> oh so my god! Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh my god! I'm holding my titties. Look at that! Look at that. It's him. actually really cool. Look, Look at them
4: teats. Oh. Hey, at least he didn't use someone with like a pepperoni
2: nipple. You know, so those it's are actually. Scary. I wonder if this would fit me, a size thirty-two. He's kind of smaller.
1: So did he only dig up women?
2: He did I only p- dig up women, so, and yeah. I'm going to talk about that because I have a psychological profile. So basically, to get into it a little bit, he was sent for 30 days to be evaluated by multiple psychiatrists. The report that came out, which I have kind of got lost to history, but I have it, and I put it there for Tacos Primos. is extremely interesting. It's like a 30-page document. I read the whole thing. It's like super interesting. It's really good. I put it on the Facebook for you guys, too. So um, he also made a nice little necklace, you know, a going-out necklace. You want to get dressed up. You want to dance. I feel sexy, but you need that, like, that right piece of jewelry. So you just put this toes? necklace on full of <gasps> tongues.
1: Damn it. I thought it was toes. <laughs> oh, no, God. Those are they tongues. look like Slugs. <laughs> Who is wearing that? That's in the photo? exactly what I was.
2: saying. <laughs> 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 that's exactly my question too. That
1: was probably Who would a volunteer that, for
2: that shit.
4: <laughs> one of the women that he killed. The one of two.
2: Now, my oh. favorite, my absolute favorite thing they found in Ed Games in Ed Gaines' home. My favorite thing because in Wisconsin, especially up there, it gets freaking cold. Okay, you go out, you know, your fingers get all you know, and I hate that because your fingers always are the first to really hurt because all the blood, like, comes your to your core, your yep. extremities. So sometimes you you have to wear some sort of protective clothing, and he did that, and he made these gloves. <laughs> those are skin gloves.
1: Wow. Those, those look are, pretty professional. I know,
2: right? I would wear those.
1: <laughs> I mean, they look kind of like sh- sheepskin
2: gloves that you would wear. They look warm find. as hell, too.
3: You can see the other person's, like,
2: lifelines.
3: Oh, my
4: God, <laughs> oh, someone read it. Oh,
2: God, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jen, nice call. All in all, they found nine vulvas together in a box. Most of them were dried and shriveled. And as I talked about what he would do, because if you have a vulva, like, a vulva's turn green if you don't preserve them, so you sprinkle salt on them or whatever. So he had a box of nine vulvas that they found. Okay. He actually daubed one of them with silver paint, Because he was trying to preserve it because it was turning green too quickly. At one point, for example, Alan Wilomsky, a crime lab specialist, picked up an old shoebox, glanced inside, and realized with a start that, as inconceivable as it seemed, he had just discovered a sizable collection of female genitalia. Now, these boxes are spread all across his house. I mean, you open the bottom cabinet when you're trying to get, you know, the Lysol or Windex and you find a box of, for instance, four human noses, um, a Quaker oats container with scraps of human head.
4: Oh, my God. Okay. It's like grandma's house when you go for the holidays and you don't know which one is actually the country croc.
2: Yeah, this is uh, one of the masks they found. That It looks Whoa, like um, the Michael Myers. That looks like
4: one of the Roman emperors. Caesar? It's like Augustus?
2: Now, not everything was, you know, he didn't have time to do everything yet. So, for instance, this is one of the unfinished boxes they found. It's just Hmm. a box full of legs. Um, Some of the masks that they found still had lipstick on their mouths because they would just die. They were cadavers. And when they do the embalming process, a lot of times they put lipstick on them. Mm -hmm. The faces were so well-preserved that the victims of the family could identify... Who they were, which is fucked up. Wow, yeah, that is. Four of the faces were stuffed with paper and hung on a wall in Ed's bedroom like hunting trophies.
1: <laughs> well, that's what they were to him. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but sh- were they graves? So when he does the grave robbings, is the ground like disturbed? No, it just because they were so freshly buried, nobody could tell that he dug, They were dug up and reburied. Uh, they couldn't that's tell. That's a I'm really good that. point.
2: All right, let me talk a little bit about the human face mask because I feel like it's really important. One of the most shocking things that they discovered first was the mask collection. He had plenty of these. The first detectives actually thought he was collecting the faces for decorations. He was literally decorating his walls with faces. Okay. Now, Ed told the detective that he would put the mask on and secure it with a cord. And the detective said... Because, I mean, this is brand—no one's ever done this. This is—even H.P. Lovecraft couldn't come up with this shit, right? The detective said, quote, would you ever wear the faces over a, pre, uh, a prolonged time? And Ed says, quote, no, I had other things to do. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Wow. Ed told detectives that he, quote, peeled the skin off the skull and disposed of the bone and other material— That was in the head, so he scooped out the brain matter, and he would cook it on his stove. But he wouldn't eat it, from what he says. He would discard it after he cooked. He'd like burn it up, Mm -hmm. so it's not there anymore.
1: Why bother doing that, though? When asked to to be more specific, smell and stuff like that.
2: When asked to be more specific about prepping the mask, Ed responded, quote, I probably put some oil on it. That's all to keep it soft. You know."
1: But there was worse to come. The skin masks weren't the only articles fashioned from the human flesh that Eddie Gain enjoyed wearing. He also admitted to slipping on on the mammary vest, wrapping his legs crudely stitched together, skin stockings, and covering his penis with a preserved vulva. Then he decked for. Out from a top to bottom in his corpse co- costume, crossdresser who derived his pleasure not from donning women's clothes but from wearing their skin and hair, he would parade about the cobweb rooms of his house or, on warmer nights, strut about in the moonlight. The- okay, so he's wearing everything He's like in a skin suit. Then came the revelation about the skin vest stripped from the upper part of one woman's body. The public read the appalling particulars of Eddie's grotesque masquerade, how he would on occasion don one of the masks, slip into the torso skin vest, and attach himself to the other parts he had removed from a woman's body and parade around by himself in his lonely farmhouse, a ritual that, quote, gave him great satisfaction. I wonder, is he like
4: the first trans person? Like, did he think he was Born he's in the a, wrong
3: body? Yes. That no, is a know, very good point. No, yes. seriously. He well, because his mother wanted a daughter. He right.
2: Actually so, and he actually said. he loved his mother exactly. so much. Oh, hell. In the confessions yes. pages, he actually claims multiple times that he wanted to be a woman. Uh, so, right, yeah, I guess he is the sure. first And he actually Well, thought, he's not the first train. Yeah, I want to say he was well, the first right, one. Right, but
1: I mean, like, but, he is. He is. He didn't know what that was. Yeah, because no, he's outweighed. No, right, way, he didn't know yeah. what that was, but it's like.
2: Yeah. This is a psychology. It's really weird. Hmm, I love it. Anyway, he was questioned for more than nine hours. Now, when Nicole asked if Ed did anything uh, to the sexual, to the female parts, he, from the confession, he denies it every time. He said the only things he's ever done was masturbate a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Question for Ed this from the uh, confessional Do you have any recollection, Eddie, of taking any of those female parts? the vagina specifically, and holding it over your penis to cover your penis. I believe that's true.
7: I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hop bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course. But it's the complex array of malts and grains that make All Day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, All Day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste All Day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer, and now hard seltzers too, at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from progressive. The hour and a of the comatose coxwain. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You recall doing that with the vaginas of the body to the other women? That I believe I do remember. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever put on a pair of women's panties over your body and then put some of these vaginas over your penis? That could be. That's what he he answers. It's like he
4: loved his mother so much that he just wanted to be what she's always wanted. Yeah.
2: Maybe. You got this guy. None of this has started to happen until his mother died. He actually, his mother had a stroke and then she got out of the hospital. She was okay, but she was suffering. And then for like an entire year before she had her second stroke and died, he cared for her. So that was, like, the first turning point where he is caring for his mother. And after that, like, the the life went completely crazy. As soon as that happened, the house was the first thing to go in disrepair, you know. And then all this other stuff started coming to fruition. So I'm saying it, the, it, the mother is the key point. I know I keep saying that, but, like, yep. he actually tried to dig his mother up, but she was encased in concrete, the— um casket was encased in concrete. So, here's what I found out reading the psychology report, and you and once you once it clicks in your head, you get it. And then you can think about the movie Psycho and it really makes sense. Ed was in his fucked up mind, he was grave robbing these victims to kind of recreate his mother. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to put his mother back together. <laughs> <laughs> How I, fucking crazy I, is that
1: shit? I mean it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I get
2: it. Yes. Okay, so because
1: he couldn't get to his mother.
2: Exactly. And
1: he lost purpose when the mom died
4: so he needed someone to take care of because it's not like he was doing right. anything else.
2: That's what I'm saying. I want I you guys get to it. become on team John eventually. Not yet, but I'm pushing you there. Well, what because about he's right there? It's really sad. He's not some Ted Bundy is a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Sexual maniac. Okay, Ed Gein, like the two women he did kill, which we talked about Bernice Mm Warden, looked strikingly like his mother, Augusta. I mean, almost perfect match. The other woman named Mary Hogan, same thing, Hmm. looked just like the mother, exactly like the mother. He's not killing to. Rape or anything else. He's, he's literally trying to put his mother together again. It's so and fucking sad.
1: maybe yeah. become a woman himself. It's so
2: fucking sad. It's, yeah. like, really sad. Anyway, um, so before we start talking about grave robbing, I need to talk about the sentiment at the time. Because n- this has never happened before. Like, this has never been a thing, you know, in little old Plainfield, mm-hmm. right? They find ten skulls in his house. And immediately they think he's some fucking serial killer. But then everyone starts realizing that he's not really smart enough to get away with killing all these people, you know, because mm-hmm. he's not the type of guy that could get away with any of that. So he tells the detectives, I only killed two. The rest, I was, you know, digging them up from the grave. And they didn't mm-hmm. believe him. The, ho- the public didn't believe him Aww. at all. And... The district attorney at the time, when proposed, well, here's what we do. We just go and exhume the ones that he said that he dug up, and if they're not there, then he's we know correct. It's
1: true. Yeah.
2: That doesn't go over too well in the in the nineteen fifties, especially. I mean, think about mm-hmm. your dad, grandma, or whatever. You just want someone to go in and dig her and dig the grave up, you know what I'm saying? That did not go too well. Eventually, that had to be the only solution. Because that is the only way to prove it,
3: well, yeah, I mean it's tough because you think that you would think that the family would want closure, no, right, especially that if he claimed it if he claimed that the rest of you know the rest of them were dug from the grave, you would think that the family would kind of get a sigh of relief if they weren't dug from the grave. You know what I mean,
4: yeah, I know, I get it, but in the fifties, especially like I feel I like. You. Religion and Christianity, they were, like, a huge thing. And isn't that kind of, like, voodoo or whatnot to
3: yeah, I mean, dig I, up someone's grave? Yeah. So a they lot probably
4: of, didn't believe him in the first place.
3: But if the family was able to identify the, the victims— mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to make... like If they were able to identify the victims, wouldn't they know that the person had already been... What do you mean identify dis- them? You know dis- how the you bodies? said that um, some
1: of them were so well-preserved. I said that, preserved. but you, you... All right, let's so say your the, grandma... The one that's the masks, anyway. Yeah,
2: but I think about it. Your grandma may be a victim. Are you going to go check all those damn face masks to see if you can di- identify her? Well, no,
3: but you were saying... Or is going to
2: scar the shit out of you? I would not do that. No, no but I,
3: but I what, what my grandpa on you, the screen. You, no, but what you're... <laughs> What you said was p- people would
2: be able to identify.
4: They could.
3: Them.
2: So <laughs> most people didn't want to go look at ten face masks. They were
4: probably in denial, though. Even yeah, the, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I, it's the craziest. I, under- I understand what you're saying. Yeah, for sure.
3: Like because they would, if they were able to, then they would know that the person had already been deceased, and they can. It was
2: a big thing back yeah, yeah. there. I mean, I was
3: thinking it, it was sacrilegious or something. Yeah,
2: the papers. I mean, they, they tried to do a media blackout. And that made it worse. Really? That's, you, you saw that thing about cannibalism. You read that cannibalism suspected. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that comes out when there's a media blackout. Guessing Wrong games. Wrong information. Oh, Wrong information. I see. But no one wanted to exhume these graves. But at the end of the day, how the fuck else are you going to prove it? Mm-hmm. So basically what they did is Ed told him Now, Ed, even in prison, he was, or even in the mentalist institution locked up, he was very cooperative cooperative
1: cooperative, cooperative.
2: Right. he's a really nice guy and, and he would cooperate and and go along with anything okay so he told the detectives which graves he actually exhumed in fact you know what's crazy is that the cemeteries that he pulled from three different cemeteries plainfield
1: right his town
2: hancock mm. And one called Spirit Land.
1: (laughs) That's like a Halloween store name. Uh. In general, no doubt because the notion was too awful to entertain, the citizens of Plainfield refused to believe that Gaines' hideous collection had been assembled from the town's graveyard, that the faces, vaginas, and other parts found in the squalor of his farmhouse were the relics of their own closest relations, the mummified scraps of their departed sisters, wives, and mothers.
2: They didn't believe it. The townsfolk didn't believe it. Even Pat Dana, the sexton of Plainfield Cemetery, the carekeeper, the gravekeeper, didn't believe it. He says people would see his truck. He's always there at the cemetery. People would see his truck, Ed King's truck, okay, pulling up the lights and everything. And Dana said that, no quote, no graves have ever been molested. And that he's at the cemetery during the summer all the time mowing the area. And at the winter, he's always there checking it. And during the summer, he couldn't do it because that's the busy season. Even the townspeople didn't believe it. The district attorney said, quote, I want no parts in opening any graves to prove anything. Just think how the poor relatives would feel. Finally, after weeks and weeks because they try to give him a lie detector test, and he passed. But you still, that doesn't prove anything, right? Yeah. You know, you have to well, dig he's, him up.
1: he's kind of telling the truth at this yeah. point. Anyway.
2: So he said, uh, so the district attorney agreed finally, of eight that Gein has given him, okay, he would dig up two, you know, if the next of kin allowed it. The first one they dug up, no, it was like nailed shut in everything, like so, they were digging it out, and they were like, "This motherfucker didn't dig this damn <laughs> grave up. There's no way. It's perfectly how it was." And you had the grave, the gravekeeper saying he didn't dig it up. The soil was perfect. No, there was no sign of anyone being there. Okay, they take that crowbar, and it's a big ass bo- wooden box. You know, sure. and, they, they, and it took them hours to do this <laughs> just to do one. It took them hours. They finally get it. And they're like, man, he didn't do it, but we'll open it anyway. You can tell the nails. I mean, they're still there. They pulled that lid open. Nothing was in there at all fucking empty
4: the grave is empty he did it
2: he actually went and robbed all these graves i know it's crazy because you guys know that but the people at that time were like what the fuck that's insane
1: yeah they're probably (laughs) like holy shit he's not a serial killer he's actually just taking (laughs) her yes
2: so um let me show you this video It's crazy now i found this video
1: grave robbers for Grave
2: robbers? Well, that was trademark. No. I
1: wonder if he would be as like popular in our culture if he hadn't actually killed two people.
3: I feel like even if he didn't kill the two people, just from the shock rally of what they found in his house, yeah. whether he killed the victims or not is enough to...
1: But if if he never murdered people, Two people, we would never be talking about him on talk. Of exactly,
2: to him. because he's not—he wouldn't be a killer. In fact, he'd have been out of jail. I mean, that's a serious crime, but it ain't first degree murder by mm-hmm. any means, you know.
1: Well, maybe he, it would be enough desecration of a body. Yeah but, you yeah, ain't, I like, yeah, but you—I was like, but grave yeah. robbing
4: and you know, skinning someone and wearing their well—that's not a crime like either.
2: Well, skinning someone you know, and wearing is. their genitalia. It I'm is. Ta- that's well, just it crazy. is, but well, yeah. yeah. I mean, not on the weekends. Here we go.
0: <laughs> okay, now so what you do is you grab it around here. You grab it here and peel it back like talking that. talking about the skin. Okay, peel it back, all right, and it'll pull off. It'll make a disgusting sound. Um, so let's say it's some, someone important, right? All right, so you, uh, so you take a sample of the uh, see that mustache,
1: Right. All right. So he's talking about. He robbing has a very distinctive face. Yeah. The fact that they can't exactly. They yeah, never he, can't. he
4: has a distinctive
0: voice. Boys, he's
2: yeah. got a stutter. They he never. Almost
3: reminds me of Richard Ramirez.
2: <laughs> they never caught yes. this guy yes. at all. They're dumbasses. I mean, he's probably a guy that you know. His he was out on the street from like birth and literally grew up doing shit like okay, this okay but he's look at
4: the background it's so distinctive i feel like I,
2: I'm th- they've never caught this guy stupid shit you know but it's not he's not killing anyone either he's just robbing graves now what he's talking about in this video is basically robbing like a celebrity grave or someone you know that you <laughs> there's a celebrity burt reynolds burt reynolds you you he's, rob burt reynolds grave he's
4: dead yeah, yeah. like last, last, year. last year oh Fuck!
2: And to sell it to someone, I'm sorry for your. You loss. know, because there's people that want to buy it. You sell it, but mm. you take the mustache off first. That that's how you can sell it and prove that it was really Burt Reynolds. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Loved your movies. Wait, Smoking you take the, the mustache bandit. off? Yeah, that's what he's talking about. He's, he's saying before you pull the skin back, you remove the defining features of whoever it is so you can prove to whoever you're selling it to that it was really that person. Th- this is what he's talking about, just so you won't get confused. So
4: would they get a DNA test, though? Because well, I'm just saying. like That makes no sense.
0: To make sure that uh, I'm so authentic. Are you... Take that dentures, and you make sure they're with them. So that way the person knows who this person is, all right? All right? Because sometimes sometimes you you go and you risk your ass looking for somebody, all right? and Somebody might be paying some serious money for it. So you have to make sure it's the real thing, okay? And, and you have to make sure it's the See, real there's,
2: thing. So yeah. so if someone wants Burt Reynolds' skull in their house as a nice candle, they'd probably <laughs> pay good money for it. If they're rich...
0: Proof that it's the real thing. So you bring... Uh, piece of hair preferably from the longest part it's a huh, bit It's weird it's mm-hmm. very he, he it, seems I, like a grave to, to me okay? and it's, <laughs> it's very um she so could lose it real fast all right, all right anyway i'll fast can forward
2: you find it. It? I, I do want to fast forward to this one thing because uh this was on an episode at one point let me know yeah, let me know. It, he said something that I said. Let me know if you can tell
0: what it is. Right. Um, five-year-old tombs look exactly the same as one-year-old or three-month-year-olds.
6: <coughs>
3: oh, three-month-year-olds. Three, three-month-year-olds.
2: <laughs> 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 I literally watched this entire video. That
1: is so true. You you got better. You got better. Yeah,
2: that's grave robbing for morons. It's very interesting. It talks about how, and he also talks about how not to get caught, too. Um, Ed would pry open the casket and usually just the upper half and then, quote, slip them out. That's what he said. Sometimes Ed would only want the head. In removing the head, did you first cut through and then snap the bone? And Ed said, yeah, I I snapped it. The detective looked at him like, uh, what? And he said, quote, would you work the head back and forth in the same fashion as you would when you attempt to break a piece of wire in two? And Ed said, that's a good description of it. I never took a saw to the cemetery, <laughs> end quote. He, he never took a saw. He would take the head and just go like, and like a hundred times until it snaps. Fucking nuts. I feel like he just could have brought a saw.
1: It probably <laughs> would have been t- more time economical.
2: When asked asked multiple times, Ed, tell me the truth, man. Did you have sex with these bodies? He said no, because quote, the odor was offensive. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. But he'll man. wear them. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um now somebody brought up the fact why why didn't he Dig up males because he the
1: whole be the whole thing mm-hmm. was
2: you are a necrophiliac. You gotta be. You don't dig up female bodies.
1: Well, he's not a necrophiliac. I know, but
2: th- everyone thought that he was. Oh, no, no one thought he was a grave robber at first. Then right. they were like, all right, well, this guy's a grave robber. Then they was like, well, this guy's definitely having sex with these old ladies, these dead ladies. Okay, why didn't you dig up males? Well, because in all those publications that, you know, the, all those South Sea headhunters and Tales from the Crypt and all this stuff, he says that this was something that they would do in the olden days and the females were more valuable because they had the longer hair. There you go. So he had a, you know, an answer for that. And I believe it. Like, I really do believe it. I don't believe he had sex with these bodies. I don't.
1: I'm on the journey now with you that he didn't, and he, wore, <laughs> and he wore them instead.
2: Yeah. All right, let me talk about the other victim. There was two victims to the day Ed finally died. He didn't deny killing them, but he denied being in the right mind during the killings, right? He was in a, quote, days. I don't know if I believe that. But the other one, we talked about Bernice Warden yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm, his final um, victim. Yeah,
2: and then same thing, blood, pull of blood, streak marks through the pull of blood. So he literally dragged the body through the pool of blood. Mary Hogan, this was a few years earlier. One of the neighbors came, came up to Eddie. Now, Mary Hogan was a tavern owner on this local tavern. Everyone would go to Hogan's bar. One of the neighbors came up to Ed and said, if you spent more time courting Mary Hogan, she'd be cooking for you instead of being missing, because she went missing. The neighbor would never forget the response after this came out. He would never forget it. He said that, as he recalled years later, Eddie, quote, rolled his eyes and wiggled his nose like a dog sniffing his skunk. Then he smiled and he said, she ain't missing, She's down at the house right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was. <laughs> wow.
1: He, he was quite transparent, actually. I know. He everything. I know. Like he didn't. Yeah. think she Was doing anything wrong. Mm. Yeah. So that's interesting that, for the psychology aspect. Mm-hmm.
2: Mary Hogan, the which looked remarkably like his mother, December eighth, nineteen fifty four. A local man named Seymour Lester drives from his farm to the Hogan Tavern, ran by Mary. All he found was a blood on the floor, same thing, the straight marks of the blood. They never, fa- I mean, they, they never put it together for a few years. This was 1954, okay? The other murder happened in 1957.
1: After a while, however, the gratifications of his grave robbing and corpse collecting activities did not apparently suffice. One afternoon, Gaines stepped out for cop. Gaines stopped out for coffee at Mary Hogan's tavern with a neighbor who had employed Eddie to help out with an odd job. As soon as Eddie laid eyes on the proprietress, it struck him that she resembled his mother. Later that day, Ed re- Eddie returned to the tavern, shot Mrs. Hogan through the back of the head with a thirty-two caliber Mauser loaded her 200-pound body into his truck, drove home, hoisted her up by her heels with a pulley arrangement in the summer kitchen where his parents had once slaughtered hogs and butchered her body with a homemade fashion, knife fashioned from a file.
2: Let's discuss the psychology behind this guy the best we can. The best thing, I'm telling you, you gotta read the psychology report. Psychological report. It's fucking awesome. i put it up there. It's for you talk murder people. Talcos, primos, tacos, small, small talkos. <laughs> Yeah, Only for you. We're going to read it tonight. Uh, Jen, you can read this since you're like, you know, in psychology.
3: Criminal motivation factors in psychodynamics. The motivation is elusive and uncertain, but several factors come to mind. Hostility, sex, and a, a desire for a substitute for his mother in the form of a replica or body that could be kept indefinitely.
2: From an article from The Guardian sums this up perfectly. "Quote the resourceful gain had to salvage parts, salvage parts of other mm-hmm. well, yeah
4: <laughs> body shop oh, literally.
2: <laughs> of other recently buried bodies to repair his mother." Yeah. And to provide him with some company. Mm -hmm. He was recreating his mother. That's what I fucking said. Like Frankenstein. (laughs) Dude.
4: Yeah. I said it at the beginning.
2: (laughs) Okay, the uh, 30-day evaluation, because the judge was like, this is fucking nuts, quote, end quote. You got to get a 30-day evaluation, sir. And this is where the whole psychology report comes in.
1: (sighs) The staffing of Mr. Gain took several hours and consisted of questions by the members, with the object of obtaining the opinion of Mr. Gain's thinking and reactions. It was determined that Mr. Gain has been suffering from schizophrenic process of an undetermined number of years, and that this schizophrenic process is made apparent by what is delusional thinking. He stated that his activities were the result of some outside force acting upon him, and that he had been chosen as an instrument of God to carry out these activities, which were, which were ordained to happen." He had pr- also presented numerous schematic complaints, uh, somatic complaints, for where there were no physical basis, in which he must be considered in the nature of somatic delusions. There have been at least several incidents of olfactory, auditory, and perhaps visual hallucinations in the last 12 years.
2: So, what do you think, Jen? He's fucked. Good call. All right. Now... <laughs> They also noticed one thing else. He was extremely suggestible. This has kept coming up a lot in the psychology report. They, they could lead him to certain answers and stuff like that. He was extremely suggestible. And the reason the psychology is so damn important is because it literally came down to, is this guy insane or not? If he's insane, yeah, he's get him off the street, but put him in a mental institution. And if he's not, he needs to be in a prison. But no one thought he would be should be insane. OK, that is why this is so mm. important. Like they, there was a lot of psychi- psychiatrists evaluating this dude, you know, every one of them. And I'm going to show you the, uh, one of them with a strong recommendation with four different signatures, all kinds of degrees and doctors. This guy is fucking insane. End quote. Every doctor said he's insane. After the death of his mother, he felt, and in many of the reports, repeated this over and over, this is very serious. He actually believed that he had a special power whereby he could raise the dead to life by an act of his willpower. And when he found out that this was not successful... His emotional needs influenced him to attempt the recreation of his mother by using the parts of bodies from other graves. Fucking mind blown. Huh? No?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Just gonna let that sink in.
2: Yeah. Now, Team John, here we go. Somebody read this. This is about one of the so two murders, okay? (laughs) <laughs> one one he couldn't remember at all the the mary hogan one didn't remember a thing and they told ta- the psychiatrists agreed that he couldn't remember it the warden murder the last one he remembers doing it but he d- doesn't remember being like there it's i mean i'm not a <laughs> schizophrenic so i don't know how that feels but anyway <laughs>
3: His opinion of Mrs. Warden was that she was a very loose and disruptible woman who deserved to die. And although he now claims that her death was accidental, if such should be the case, his actions in bringing about her death were then unconsciously determined because of his judgment that she deserved this fate.
2: Now, in a lot of the psychology reports, he points out that his even his neighbors were screwing him over. He was talking about this one guy that he was— Ed Gein was renting his farmland to him for like $10 a year, like nothing. And the guy refused to pay. And they were just screwing him over. And everyone was taking his stuff, like his tools and stuff, and just using them. Like, I mean, you could see it. He's very, you know, even from birth he was picked on. Which I know that doesn't really play into it, but the citizens may have driven him to do this. Personality makeup. The subject is an introverted, odd, withdrawn personality
3: that has that has had difficulty relating closely to other people. He also has shown some paranoid trends, but on the other hand, may have been duped and unfairly used on some occasions as he speaks of doing work for other farmers and failing to be paid for his labor. He is passive, inhibited, and some, somewhat uh, evasive when questioned about the offense and may harbor deep-seated feelings of hostility. He denies ever having, uh, he denies ever having had sexual experience and declares that in, hi- in this connection he was taught the moral code by his mother that sexual experience before marriage was wrong. If a woman is good enough for intercourse, she is good enough for marriage. In his general reaction, immaturity and shyness are noted. However, a certain cleverness and ability to plan are present. A belief in spirits is also expressed by him, and he tends to be superstitious.
2: Isn't this kind of interesting? Yeah, it is. Like, oh, this is from the 50s, you know? Kind of cool. The lingo and the vernacular, how they write back then. Yeah,
3: it's very, it's kind of, you can definitely tell it's like. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's interesting, you know, how we talked about that his mother moved the family away from like the public eye, moved them onto yeah. the farm, and they were kind of isolated. And it's interesting that's in the first line that he has difficulty relating closely to mm. other people. Yeah, and good his, point. Some yeah, some paranoid trends. I didn't even think about that. It may have been duped and unfairly used on yeah. some occasions.
2: Also, from the psychological report, he is lonely, poor ego structure, ex- excessive self consciousness, deep seated feelings of insecurity, and in social contacts. Although Mr. Gain might... Vo- this is from one of the psychiatrists. Now, there's several here. Although Mr. Gain might voice knowledge of the difference between right and wrong, his ability to make such judgment would be an influenced by his existing mental illness. He would, very important, not therefore be a free agent. This is what the psychiatrist is saying. Now, he's talking about like he's not making his own decisions. He is not completely or fully capable of acting in his own behalf. His recommendation, he's insane. Another doctor described him as insane due to his involvement in morbid ghoulish behavior. He is also unstable, cries easily, which I saw a lot. I never thought anything of it, but he'll break down and cry like that. I don't know the psychology behind that, but... and Oh, shit is really important. This fucking <laughs> blew my damn mind right here, Jen. You'll love this. And displays, because I saw this a bunch, I never put it together. And displays some feminine characteristics. Mm-hmm. Now, check this out. And he has an unnatural attachment to his dead mother and that caused him to acquire perverse feminine attitudes and then i put holy shit that is the premise for the movie psycho so the here's the psychology this i believe we found the actual the seed of it right here i'm telling you with the feminine attitudes because his mother died his ha- like his whole life just is done you know so he's basically destroying himself right now through, through these years you know and then he tries to recreate not only recreate his mother in a physical form, he's trying to bring his mother back into his own body mm-hmm. by being feminine. It's fucking nuts, man.
1: Hmm. He
2: believes. He also said he believes, quote, a force built up in me, and that's why he was Robin Graves. And evil spirits influenced him to. Now I believe that was his heavy Lutheran. What <laughs> Lutheran.
4: Lutheran, Lutheran, Lutheran. His
2: heavy Lutheran upbringing, and his mother was very, ah, like Carrie's know? mom. Yeah.
4: Um, this man, in the opinion of the staff, is legally insane and not competent to stand trial at this time. His commitment to Central State Hospital under Section 957.13 of the Wisconsin statutes is recommended. Hmm.
2: The, the book said um, there's a big uproar about him being insane, but... It wasn't really. If you read all the old newspapers, I I feel like people were pissed, but they were just like, I can see that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. I I feel like people deep down kind of really felt sorry for them. Yeah. You know, even as fucked up, but it's just you kill two women because they look like your mother and you're Mm -hmm. trying to recreate her. Like, that is so – I'm – you know, I mean, it,
4: like, <laughs> it makes sense, especially for people that lost a mother, like not going to that extreme.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But it makes sense. Yeah.
2: After. Now, this is November 16th when he's finally in court. Uh, Nineteen fifty seven. Anyone laying eyes on Eddie for the first time would have found it hard to believe that the infamous ghoul slayer of Plainfield with his work clothes and pleasant look. Look more like a furnace repairman. They are to service the courthouse's heating system than Wisconsin's most notorious criminal. <laughs> People don't even believe it. Um, all right. So from the Wasu Daily Herald, November 21st, 1957, Gain, the title, Gain Pleads Innocent by Reason of Insanity, to First-Degree Murder Charge. Do you guys think he was... Deemed insane or put to death?
1: Insane.
4: He was probably put to death. And that's why you're doing this podcast.
2: <laughs> uh, let me throw this quick one in here before I tell you the uh, outcome. The, uh, the whole time in Plainfield, I mean, you Plainfield is a plain field. Like, there's nothing there, man. It is
1: plain. Yes.
2: Literally the dead heart of Missouri, as it's been called. Or, uh, wait, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> I was
4: like, wait. <laughs> the what?
2: dead heart of Wisconsin. Nothing there. <laughs> 600 people live there. Me, I mean, I'm talking about media floods. They were, when uh, they were exhuming the graves, they had news cameras, and there's not even roads. Like, these guys were parting cow shit. They were like, <laughs> they had ladders leaning up against trees to get like an aerial view and stuff. I mean, they were, it put plain field on the map. This was notor- a lot of the newspapers I pulled were from, The Guardian, which was in London. This was an international Mm -hmm. story. Mm
6: -hmm. Okay. Awesome.
2: The reason I'm saying that is because little Poe Dunk Town, which is what it was, they have all this negative press and it's hurting all their business. So they came up with a brilliant solution to bring back some of the the good old vibes to Plain Town. And I tried to find a picture of it so. (laughs) Plainfield. (laughs) Plainfield. I tried to find a picture of it so bad, because I really wanted to see it, but I couldn't find it. Here is their solution, OK, to all this negative press. We'll create a postage stamp with the plain-filled prairie chicken on it. What? <laughs> that was it) That's
3: what they uh, thought would work. Who is the marketing genius behind that <laughs> yeah, That's,
1: <laughs> that's, that's 1950s marketing for you right there. That's
2: a podunk town. What else are they going to do? Well, we get some new stamps. What? A prairie <laughs> like, chicken? Yeah, so I guess uh, there's a lot. They do a lot of chicken farming around them parts. <laughs> so they put one on a stamp. I thought it would solve everything. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? You literally have the goal
3: fucking. Like, you know what they should have done? They, <laughs> they should, his reaction stamp? is better than the actual thing. Well, it's just fucking. Yeah. It's like
2: you make a stamp.
4: That <laughs> actually sounds like our government. And it
2: was like trying to promote it like this big thing, and, and like it's not even in any of the newspapers. Aww. It's like some shitty stamp. <laughs> fucking what? For, All right, fuck it. a anyway. chicken. Um, all right, let's get this going with. I'm ready to be done with that. Gain is from the book Deviant. Gene was 78 years old, senile and suffering from cancer when he died of respiratory failure in the geriatric ward of Mendota on July 26, 1984. He was in the insane uh, institute the entire time. At one point, about Fifteen years later, he actually tried to—because he never stood trial. I, You know, I wanted to do a—well, you know, well, it was a jury thing. There was no jury. There was no trial at all. Like, he uh, could not stand—he was—and that doesn't happen very much.
1: Kyler Kler yeah, uh, is <laughs> Clare. in that situation right now. Well, it's funny
2: because it doesn't happen a lot, but every—it every, seems like every killer we do, the judge always asks that question, is he competent— to be, and here's the the guideline in a nutshell, is he competent enough and can he reason mm-hmm. enough to understand what's where he's on. at, what he's at, you know, well, what you kinda, the charges are? You have, you have to. to, yeah, you have that's to ask long, that, that that's question. Basically, the guideline. So, and most people are, even the ones that we think are not the the crazy one, like um, vampire killer and stuff like that. As insane as they are, and schizophrenic and all that, they're still competent.
1: They know that they're about exactly. to exactly go. To- trial for their
2: exactly so to say that he can't even stand trial says a lot for Ed Gein I want to say that because he's not and he thinks he is you know he will tell you he's competent and he tried to 15 years later account for his crimes and stand trial in front of a a jury but they denied it so and Mm. and and you know the papers at the end of his life it kind of brought some comfort. I know he's a killer and all this stuff. and He did some really bad things. But the papers, the sentiment was, oh, he's enjoying, you know, a good life. He's got, you know, he does these things. You know, he gardens and stuff. The articles made him feel comfortable.
1: I get, like, the whole—I I mean, I've come to Cross where he's wearing the vulvas and he's dressing and doing all yeah. this stuff. But why— Do the whole skin on chairs and skulls of cereal bowls. Because you're out
2: in Plainfield, Wisconsin.
1: And there's nothing else to do?
2: You have no electricity. You've been raised by a domineering mother that you have no other social contacts. He is literally in his own world. And you know what that world is? Magazines like Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror. Okay, all these Uh. really weird magazines. So that's his reality, right? Uh. (gasps) Does that make sense? Oh, what?
4: maybe that's his, you know how he had a really hard time connecting with like humans. Mm -hmm. Maybe this was his way of connecting with
2: people. Maybe. Newspapers around the world printed the obituary of the man whose crimes had been the basis. I mean, there were over, I read an article in 1995 from a newspaper that said there were 40, at least 40 movies made about him. Now, not about like you know, Ted Bunny's got his, the Ted Bunny tapes or whatever. I'm talking about horror movies just drawing, like, ever drawn so from slyly. what he did, mm-hmm. which no one else can claim that shit. That's why at the beginning of the first episode, I put like, this guy inspired people like Stephen King to write these fucking crazy things because he 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 introduced something that no one ever dreamed that could even exist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And anyway, whose crimes had been the basis of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, by then long recognized as a classic in American cinema. This is fucking ironic. I'm going to end this up. The following night after he died, this is fucking crazy, sometime between 3 and 6 a.m., Gein was buried in an unmarked plot in Plainfield Cemetery. (laughs) Right Was it robbed? No, but that's why it was unmarked. Only a few employees actually know where he's presently buried. <laughs> They're probably long wow, dead. Wow,
4: <laughs> that's so cool. he's got a
2: tombstone, but he's not actually under there. He's somewhere right. else. It's kind of crazy. Isn't it? <gasps>
4: wow, let's find him. <laughs> yeah, no, I am all about that. That's Holy like a treasure shit. hunt. I'm wondering Holy did shit. did Stephen King do like a documentary or anything talking about how this guy was. Like, does Stephen King ever, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, do things like that? Like, this is where I came up with this? Or
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can read his... Stephen King has a book called Own Writing, which um, is fucking amazing. But I bet
4: that's really interesting.
2: Stephen King is obviously a fan-fucking-tastic writer. But, like, Mm -hmm. back in those days, from what I know... Now, Stephen King is on the end of this wave. They had these things called Penny Dreadfuls. Do you all know what those are? So, basically way back in the day, you would get paid a penny for mm-hmm. every word you wrote oh. so if you if you read like HP Lovecraft you you can really see it because they're kind of wordy yeah you know what I'm saying There's little short stories mm-hmm. and you would put them in the magazine and they'll pay you a penny oh, that so makes he's sense. his inspiration his from you know what I can tell is those people so you yeah. can see that's why he writes all the fucking time right, right. Stephen King literally puts out like a book a week. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. That's that game. What do you think?
1: Well, he is a disturbing guy. Um, Thanks, Tony, for requesting this story. thanks, Tony. Yeah, I really liked it.
2: We got um, another one we're recording Thursday.
1: For Lauren! For Lauren,
2: that's going to be very... I cannot wait to do that one. The story's from Australia, so it's something that has happened over there that Americans really don't know about. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually a very interesting story, so... Cool. Can I'm excited. I wait to do that one. So I'm going to get started on that one tomorrow. Good eye. And then we're going to knock that one out for you. So, anything else? That's Ed Gain. If you really enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on
3: whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If
1: you are absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our stalker,
2: go to talkmer.com slash join, become a talk primo, get a badass (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt,
4: sticker swag, a
3: lot of love, shout out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll
2: research
1: it and dedicate to you on the Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is Nicole. <laughs> Here with Jen
2: and J- John, John and ben. Rebecca, and until next time, uh, we love you. Know, and
1: good
4: night. <laughs>
2: Someone can read the Get this guy off our I screen. Know, okay, Time. Oh uh, shit!
3: John
1: also leaves all the windows open and never close. Out. Oh my god, no! Yeah, there's like
2: seventy so windows. Anytime yes. I open
1: up, because this is all that's all my laptop. Oh, so, I'm like, click, oh, I love it. Click, 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 <laughs> click, click, and click, then click. In here, just like,
4: oh god, damn it! What was that? There's like seven thousand windows. <laughs> that would drive. My OCD, insane. It does drive me. Mean, and it's... they're
2: not like all like right bites. You can't be like, in, in it. they're like boom, boom Wait, boom, 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 boom. You can just do Command Q, Command Q, quit them all. This is fucking fascinating, man. I'm telling you, holy tits, holy tits on that witch.
4: I like that guy's face. I know. I just want to make that like a little. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, quote Pee Wee Gaskin I've got uh, b- shit on my dick and blood on my shank <laughs> <laughs> I always confuse it I'm like I've got shit <laughs> on my shank and blood on my dick <laughs> like
3: what what's a shank <laughs>
4: you know I I drink like bourbon straight and it's a nice little sipping thing yeah
3: but see yeah. I, I don't understand like you, I just drink really fast cause I'm thirsty I don't drink bourbon
4: to hydrate me. You know, like if I'm thirsty, I'm not going to drink.
3: Sure. Well, no, yeah, Bur- well, bourbon. no, no. But like when I drink, like I don't, I don't know. I usually finish my drinks pretty quickly. You, you guys saw it though. Yeah, we sure yeah, did.
2: Episode one through twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, half of it's recorded from the bathroom floor. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit, that hit a chord.
4: I think I know what time it is, though. Get out those bottles. Speaking of drinking drinks quickly. (laughs) Hey, hey.
7: Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA at 4.7 ABV. You can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, powder Donut. <clears throat>